Welcome to the FinTech Australia podcast, brought to you in partnership with Tier One People, Australia's leading FinTech executive search consultants. I'm your host, Dexter Cousins. Welcome to episode 16, where I'm joined by Francine Herrera, country head of Klarna. Klarna was founded in 2005 in Sweden. The aim, making it easier for people to shop online. They're now one of Europe's largest banks, providing payment solutions for 85 million consumers across 205,000 merchants in 17 countries. Klarna offers a smooth one-click purchase experience that lets consumers pay when and how they prefer. Launching in Australia in February 2020, Klarna counts Commonwealth Bank, Sequoia Capital, Visa, and even Snoop Dogg as investors. But before we get into the show, Tier 1 People is engaged on not one, but three head of product searches for Sydney-based clients. If you're in payments, ship product at scale, and can operate in a startup, we'd love to chat. Contact talent at tier1people.com for more information. Fran, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little bit more about Klarna for those listeners who maybe haven't heard of you before? Sure. So um, Klarna was established 15 years ago in uh, Stockholm. Um, and we actually did our first transaction back in April um, 2005 with a, a Swedish bookshop. Um, it was founded by three young Swedish um, gentlemen who actually had a, a really simple vision um, that has honestly stayed consistent over 15 years. Uh, and that really centred around making online payments easier and safer for, for consumers and retailers. Um, since then, what's super exciting is that we've expanded into 19 markets. Um, we serve over 85 million consumers and in excess of 205,000 retailers across the globe. Wow. So I didn't realise you were one that old and two that big. Um, you, you recently, or the company recently decided to launch in Australia. Why, why did Klarna choose Australia? Yeah, look, I think, you know, Australia is a relatively mature market. It's sophisticated and it's, in, it's got a really engaged um, consumer base who are willing to try new payment products. I, I think we've seen based on our adoption as a country, um, you know, particularly of the millennial, um, you know, generation, they're always looking for something bigger, better and bolder. Um, and I think that what really Australia brings for, for Klarna is, um, you know, the ability for us to position ourselves as a responsible lender, helping consumers to budget, um, partnering with retailers to help them grow their businesses. But I think the, the reason that we came to Australia is when we look at Australia, the relationship that, um, you know, competitors of ours have in this market with the consumer is, is very transactional. And what Klarna have managed to do globally is, is really build a relationship by engaging that customer. It's all about like curated personal content rather than just um, a transaction. And so part of the reason for coming is to, to see how the Australian market embraces um, a, a fantastic product like Klarna. Mm. So you were um, at Zip previously and you, you've got obviously a, a lot of experience in this space. What was it about Klarna other than the, the product that attracted you to the business? Yeah, it, it's, a really, um, it, it's a really funny story. In, in fact, in my first week at Zip, um, 
we uh, I was invited into a meeting and uh, that meeting was actually with Klarna. And the one thing that stood out to me was just the level of professionalism, the pace at which they worked at and, and their dedication to something that they really saw as, as a great opportunity. Um, and, and for many reasons, it, it didn't obviously um, eventuate. But what really solidified, um, I guess, uh, in my mind was just that, that ease of um, the, the ease of which they wanted to partner and, and how they went about doing that and their actual passion and devotion to solving problem spaces. Um, and so when uh, obviously the announcement was made um, that, that CBA and, and Klarna had partnered, I was like, hmm, now, now here's the chance and look out Australia because this incredibly professional, successful global business that has just stayed true to what they do, um, you know, is coming and um, I just knew I needed to be a part of it. So you mentioned there the uh, CBA are one of the investors and you know, you've got some other interesting investors, Snoop Dogg being one of them as well, I understand. Um, but how, how have you been finding yes. the um, relationship with CBAs been working so far? Is it a hands-on or are they very hands-off? No, look, we've got a really close working relationship. Um, you know, there's strong alignment between both businesses. Um, we're both very committed to, um, you know, having this customer obsession and um, also protecting consumers, um, you know, with, with regards to responsible lending. Um, you know, we, we have very regular meetings with them, uh, but really to grow what we both want to achieve in this market. Uh, it's not like um, it's, it's Big Brother watching over us. It, it truly is a partnership uh, and one that's, that's about exploring a range of opportunities to grow together, um, including, you know, co-working, sorry, co-marketing opportunities um, and, and developing um, opportunities as we go. You mentioned before one of the attractions to Klarna was the way that they've approached you and, and how they've dealt with you. How would you describe the culture of the business now that you, you know, you, you've been in the, the seat for, what, six months now? Is that right? Uh, not uh, Since February, so not quite six months. Right. I, I wish it was that long, but um, I spent a lot of time. Feels doing, that long, hey? <laughs> I spent a lot of time doing some gardening, so, um, but, which was great, actually. Um, look, the, the, the culture is is honestly something that I've I've not experienced before. Um, you know, based on my history, I've worked with very large global corporations and also some some great startups. Um, I think the thing for me, from a cultural perspective, is people are really encouraged to speak up, um, take accountability. Empowerment is something that is incredible in our organisation. Um, and essentially everyone is empowered and given responsibility to, to deliver um, in a really fast-paced environment. I think, you know, to paint more of a literal picture, um, we work in small teams of around eight people, and each team is focused on an individual problem space, um, looking to nurture that sort of startup mentality. And within the problem space, what that enables you to do is solve for whatever your problem space is. So if you think yeah. about our product suite, what we're able to do really quickly is iterate and enhance based on customer feedback because we're in these tiny little teams um, that can move really quickly. Um, mm. and, and that's something that, you know, you, you don't see a lot of. You've got normally got big tech teams with long maps yeah. and, and you can't have that agility, um, which is, is the complete opposite. Um, yeah, I mean, just to, to give you a, a bit of an, an insight, um, you know, just in, in terms of how empowering it is. You know, Sebastian said to me, Fran, 
Australia's yours, it's yours to make successful. And I said, well, what what does successful look like to you? And he said, no, you tell me what successful looks like to you and then go and deliver on it because I know that's what you're capable of doing. And and that's sort of the the centre of the culture. Um, It it Mm. is truly um, incredible. Great. And so you you touched on that just there. Um, What are the, the plans for the business here in Oz? Well, we've got some very big plans um, for for Oz. I mean, look, the the reality is that, um, you know, as I said, it's a competitive landscape, but I think that um, there are a couple of points. One is that, um, you know, only 10% of Australians have actually done a buy now, pay later transaction. We're seeing numbers growing on on a daily basis with new audiences, particularly with the pandemic. There's a whole new audience now shopping online that people haven't seen before. and so I think what what we want to do is is really um, disrupt and, and show um, consumers uh, what a you know an amazing shopping experience looks like, um, and and to show Australians that that we can deliver what they want as as consumers, and that we do listen, and that we do put them at the centre of everything that um, you know that, that we're doing. Um, so our, our ambitions are very bold, and I'm very confident that we can. Um, we can very much um, deliver on them, and I, I can't wait to show um, the results of that in a couple of years' time. Great. Now, I want to kind of take you back a, a little bit further in your career and really understand just a little bit more about how, how you get, got started in fintech and kind of how that all came about. Yeah, look, um, my um, foray into fintech was quite an interesting one. I was actually working at um, Tomando, which you may recall um, it was an incredible fulfillment platform. Um, and, and while I was there, I established really strong relationships um, within the ecosystem, so in, in the platform providers and, and also the solution providers, but also within retail. And um, it was actually at a time where Larry was sort of starting out at um, Zippo. He was, I think, three years in by, by that stage um, and really looking at how to partner and break through. Um, and we started um, talking. and. Um, Shall we say we did a dance for quite a number of months and until I was like, oh, I, I love the sound of this. This is really exciting. I, I think I need to to get on board. So that was really how I um how I got into the fintech space was was through um the work that we had achieved at, at Tomando and um and Larry looking for for new new partnerships in the market. Um is it one of the things that really strikes me, particularly when we look across the payments landscape here in Australia, is just the amount of um, you know, we, we talk about this a lot around diversity, but just the the strength of talent, um, particularly across the, the payments side, um, where we've got got a very, you know, I I'd say a very um un, or far greater kind of um proportion of male to female than we have in other areas what do you put that down to yeah you know I ask myself this question time and time again because I I really wish that um you know diversity um wasn't at at the um the wrong end of the pendulum um that it is uh in in this space but you know the, the reality is that um you know, all the jobs that, that are out there are absolutely um, there for the taking by anybody, irrespective of race or gender, to be quite honest. Um, mm. I think what it really boils down to is females, we are less likely, when we read a job description, if, if we can't tick, you know, nine of the ten boxes, 
we consider ourselves as not worthy of running the race. Yeah. Whereas the the mindset of, of guys is just geared differently and they're like, oh, I've yeah. got three of those things, let's go. Um, yeah. And so it's really about helping women take those risks because they are so capable, but we are, I think, so judgmental of ourselves and and really are our own worst enemies, to be quite honest, because we're, we're to a large degree perfectionists. And as I say, mm. we don't tick all the boxes. We just don't go for it. And, and personally, I think that's a big, you know, contributing factor, um, which is a shame because I think that what you need around any boardroom table is um, a really diverse bunch of people um, because different people think in different ways and act in different ways and ultimately you need that level of diversity to, to win um, and to have great robust challenges um, and conversations and, and constructive conversations um, to land at the place, you, you know, you want to land in. If you've got too many people that think the same way, you, you're not necessarily challenging yourselves well enough to, to deliver the outcome that you ultimately will probably get the greatest value from. Mm. And as a leader, what do you think that kind of, you know, the, how, how do you get that across to, you know, the, the people in your team and the, the, the people in your network? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, Klarna has their own internal talent teams globally. And, and one of the things that I think we're really quite good at doing, particularly to try and keep this um, sort of diversity um, balance happening is seeking out people um, and rather giving them the confidence to give it a go, not not letting them actually make that assessment based on, oh, you're not ticking nine boxes out of 10, you know. Um, and, and what I say to my team all the time is if you've got what you think it takes to get this done, don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you've got and what that's going to deliver and go for it. Um, and, and that's really what I, I try and do. I, it doesn't matter whether they're guys in my team or girls in my team. At the end of the day, I want everyone to strive and push themselves further than they've ever pushed themselves because we only benefit collectively from that. Yeah, and I, I really love um, how you positioned um before when you were when, when you asked about or you asked about what the, the the milestones for success were and that question got reversed back to yourself i think one of the keys for you know certainly when we're assessing people is it's all about value creation and anybody that's going into a role now particularly the type of role that you've gone into it's all about the value you create you're not going into something that's already established you've actually got to go and build that and I think it's very, very difficult to you know, kind of put a, a number on that. Um, you know, you've, you've got to go in there with both parties very much um, you know, aligned as to how that will be rewarded and recognized uh, you know, as you hit those milestones. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think, you know, it really does come back to the, the core of a business. And, and I think that if, if the core is right and the core walk not only you know talks the talk but actually walks the talk then this all happens I think just you know that the sad reality is there are very few companies that that really do that um and you know one of the the fundamental principles of um of Klarna is our operating model and um this analogy of doing pre-reads um so there's this recognition that everyone is really busy and everyone is running really quickly so the way that we run meetings is you have to prepare what we call a pre-read. And that pre-read is, um, you know, what is your objective? What is the, um, you know, the, the problem space you're trying to solve? What are your recommendations? And, um, and what do you need? 
And the first 10 minutes of every meeting are the entire audience reading that pre-read, commenting as we go. And so what that means is that the minute that the pre-read's finished, you go through and you address people's concerns. But by the end of that meeting, you've got the support and the sign-off for um, what you need to basically move forward in that problem space. And, and that as well is, is something that is just a, a natural way of working in, in a business like ours, which um, I've never seen anywhere else. And I can tell you, because obviously I've, I've built a team from scratch here, the number of people that message me on a daily basis or call me and just go, oh my God, this is so refreshing. This is so incredible. I can't believe I'm part of something like this. Um, it's because of the operating model and um, and the fact that that empowerment, it doesn't matter what your role is in the organisation. Every individual is empowered and it's just, it's it's truly refreshing. Great. Now, I, I want to um, kind of delve a little deeper into the, the structure that you talked about mainly because I'm just really interested and, and curious about how it works. So you talk about the teams of eight. Is that purely tech teams or, or do you have it? Is everybody across the business make up a, a team of eight? Yeah, so at, at Klarna, um, we, we are separated into competencies. So obviously, you, you know, you've got data and analytics, you've got finance, you've got marketing, um, you've got commercial, you've obviously got tech, product, et cetera. But every team, irrespective of um, your competence, is is only eight people. Um, so some of those teams will be cross-functional. So in our product teams, as mm. an example, there are lawyers, there are analysts, um, you know, there are actual developers. Um, so it, it's made up of people that can sufficiently run a small business. Um, and it's a really clever concept uh, because yeah. it means that you're, 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 self, um, you're able to self-service, right? You're not relying on all these other pieces. Um, you are actually self-sufficient to run. And that means you can run faster, quicker and achieve desired outcomes. Um, so, yeah, it, it's not just tech. It's it's the entire business. Great. Um, and you mentioned they're building the team. How how big is the team now? So we are um, right now today, we are 27 um, people. Um, but there's another, I think, four new starters starting on on Monday. So um, we're growing quite um, quite quickly in uh, in the market, which is really exciting. Um, you know, we, we've had a very warm reception, um, and um, you know, we we truly do everything with consumers at the heart of what we do. So we obviously um, you know could have utilised a number of services from from Sweden um, in terms of central services, but the reality is with the time differences, we found ourselves needing to create those roles within Australia. So. The team is already a lot bigger than what it was initially forecast to be um, for year one, but it's it's purely off the back of not wanting to um, compromise the level of service and delivery that is a standard expectation within the business. Brilliant. And what what is the um the the rest of twenty twenty hold for for you and the team? Yeah, look, the the rest of twenty twenty. Well, I think you know to have launched a business which um, you know started three weeks before the pandemic, and then to be rolling through the pandemic and and now coming out the other side of it, you can imagine that it's been um, you know quite the journey so far. Certainly not what anybody could have dreamt of um, creating as a playbook, but you know it, it's actually made us um, even stronger and and really just further. Um, further solidified uh, the fact that we know we can achieve everything that we set ourselves out to do this year and we're well on track to do that. So the rest of, um, you know, this year is really about um, being able to show who we are to the Australian market, um, both consumers and, and retailers, and, and to work within the ecosystem and, and the broader 
um, you know, fintech and payment space to 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 collectively do more for this country um, and support the right initiatives and objectives that we believe in. Well, Fran, it's been fantastic to talk to you. I've got one last question. Can you get me a photo opportunity with Snoop Dogg? <laughs> I'll have to take that one on notice, um, Dexter. I I, uh, I haven't had a photo opportunity with him myself, but I could certainly send you some great footage that you can um, enjoy and, and there's plenty on YouTube. I think one of the things I can say that um, is, is super exciting is is something that we'll have, we'll be launching in the market um, a very cool campaign, which I think that you'll love along uh, along similar lines, but very different. Great. Well, look, we'll have to get you back on the show when uh, you know you you're ready to launch that and and share more news. Sounds good. And thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Great to chat, Fran. Well, that's the end of the show, folks. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks to our partners, FinTech Australia. Remember to subscribe. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and all of your favorite players. And check out the show notes for additional info on our current opportunities. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, or you're looking to hire game-changing FinTech talent, check out tier1people.com or contact talent at tier1people.com.